to him be praised. To him be praised. Hallelujah. I said on last week that we are on a streak and yet the Lord has done it again. Can we just thank the Lord for Bethel and for their ministry to us? My, my, my. You guys blessed us, I tell you. If you only knew what it took to pull off a Sunday morning worship, if you only knew what it took to pull off a Sunday worship, so much goes on before 1030, and so much goes on after 1030. These ladies have come and have practiced on Saturdays, after worship service, uh, on Sundays. They've even come um, early on Sunday mornings. They were here when we got here. We got here a little earlier this morning than normal, about 845. And they were sitting, wanting to just run through it one more time. And so now we understand just how succinct they are. Because let me just tell you something. You just can't ask the anointing to come. You got you to gotta practice. Yeah. Thank you all again for what it is that you give and how your motion has shifted this atmosphere. God did it in a different way. And to my homies, to Zion, <laughs> my sanctified homies, to our worship team. Come on, let's just thank the Lord for him as well. Yeah. Y'all going to hold it down for me. Y'all got my back. Y'all got our back. You sound good. Y'all are, y'all are on note, on key. You, you know, sometimes you listen to folk and they be like right under it. it. Sound like fingers on a chalkboard. But thank y'all for what y'all do. Again, that's, that, that sounds the way it does. Not only because of Minister Tim's direction. Yeah. Yep. We love Tim so much, we were, we were, we were going to take a vote on putting his name under mine on the marquee. Uh, they sound so good, not only because of Minister Tim's direction, but these ladies and these gentlemen, they're here every Sunday morning, way before worship. Voices get here about 9.15 or so. 9.15, and then they stay significantly later on Sunday afternoons. Um, sometimes, sometimes we beat them out, but it's nothing for 1, 1.15, 1.30 for them to still be going, sometimes even later than that, depending on what's coming up. And so we just want to, as a church, just honor you guys for what it is that you do. <clears throat> And some of y'all ought to feel convicted because all we ask you to do is just stand in the lobby and smile or stand in the aisle and show somebody a seat or, you know, something like that. And so here, here we are. Um, well, let me just let me just move on. Somebody say, move on, Pastor. Move on, Pastor. All right. Thank you. So today we are jumping into the next installment of this impromptu sermon series, uh, and it's called... Um, Getting to the right place. I almost forgot what I called the site of titles. It was that impromptu. Just a little bit behind 
uh, just a little bit behind of the, the sermon. <clears throat> it started with what I thought was just going to be um, a one-hit wonder. And as God started, as I started to study, God started to speak, and there was way more there than what I had initially realized. And I just want to tell you that I have been blessed in the preparation um, of what it is I get the opportunity to share and to give to you as what God has given to me. <clears throat> it, here's one thing that I'm big on. I'm big on not just giving you a, a little word, you know, something that sounds good. But you can't grow without some meat and vegetables. As much as my kids would eat um, cereal and um, fruit, fruit snacks and all that other kind of stuff, it's our responsibility as loving parents to give them well-balanced meals. If a sermon is not challenging you in an area that needs to be adjusted, then you, got, you listen to the wrong voice. All right? Maybe we got some visitors here on today, um, but that's just how we roll. You should be learning theology on the way to your right place. You should be understanding what the prophetic is about on the way to the right place. And, and it's, it's my job. It's hard for me sometimes, but it's my job to make sure that you're growing in the areas that you need to grow so that your life will be different on Monday morning. Theology will keep you. A shout will just make you sweat. Theology, I'm talking about Christology, you know, Jesus, the cross, the power of the cross, you know, sanctification, living right, holiness, righteousness. Those kinds of things will keep you um, when other folk are just, you know, can sometimes just want to shout, want the promise want to know that the blessings on the way. Okay, so I started my clock. That was two minutes and 23 seconds. Stop and reset. Okay. And start it again. All right. Okay, that was free. That was free. Uh, today, I want to continue in our series, Getting to the Right Place. And uh, eh, we'll just call it, we'll just call it um, part three. We'll be in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 22, 23. Uh, somewhere thereabout. Uh, I'm not going to read an initial installment of what the scriptures say, <clears throat> but I do want to. I do want to kind of just set set the tone a little bit. The book of Numbers is chronicling the Israelites coming out of Egypt on their way to their promised land. A whole bunch of stuff happens up front. Uh, Miriam dies. Um, that's Moses's wife. Then Aaron dies, and all these kinds of things are happening towards the front of the book of Numbers. But as the story continues to unfold and continues to progress, we find the Israelites in a precarious place, in an interesting place, likely a place where many of you are. They find themselves at, at war. <clears throat> They're enemies that are coming up, that are popping up, and... They are now finding themselves having to fight uh, all these folk that don't like them. 
for no other reason other than the fact that they're God's children. So when we get to, when we get to Numbers chapter 23, there is a popular storyline that maybe you've heard of. The storyline is about Balaam and the donkey. And Balaam is on his way to pronounce a curse over the children of Israel. Um, and the donkey smashes his foot, his leg up against the wall. Uh, that's the popular storyline. But, but many of us don't know what comes before that. Uh, many of us have not taken the time to rewind the tape and, and look at the context of which Balaam happens. Now, today is not going to be primarily about Balaam. Um, we'll get to that later. T today, I, I want to look at um, your haters. If you are heading to where X marks the spot, and that's where God has ordained you to be, you, you can't get from up there. Through all them dots without some haters. Ah, uh, let me tell you this. When you begin to live your life with intentionality, when you begin to live your life deliberately, when you begin to live your life as though God is taking you somewhere, you will immediately attract enemies. Anybody ever just been doing your, doing your own thing, just kind of minding your business? You know, date who you want to date. You know, go where you want to go. Smoke what you want to smoke. But just as soon as you start trying to deal with those vices. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just as soon as God's, God, you get real with God, it, it's, it, seemed like, it seemed like everything was fine until you said, yes, Lord. And, and just as soon as you say yes, out of nowhere, um, folks start. The stuff start. It hits the fan. Come on, y'all talk to me. Y'all talk to me. Y'all, y'all. Out of nowhere, you get folk that start to hate on you. Get a boo. Get booed up. Watch what happened. Uh, there, was this, there was this one Instagram follower that I, that I follow. And um, uh, she, she puts all these very inspiring quotes, and she's kind of gotten her little niche. Um, I, I know her. She's here in the city of Atlanta. And um, she, she, she does her thing in the, in the car. You know, she just gives these inspiring words. And you're watching all of her Instagram followers go up. I mean, over over past 18 months, tripled. You know, she's well over 10,000, 15,000 Instagram followers. Homegirl got engaged, and folks started to unfriend her, and as opposed to commenting on how special and how much the posts were meaning, 
started writing mean stuff. Because just as soon as you, ain't that petty? Just as soon as you start living with intentionality, touch your neighbor and say, look out for your haters, look out for your haters. Tell you what, get a new job. Get promoted. Where, 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 uh, where a new title on your badge? And them same, but bruh, you know, bruh, you know, we're going to go, you know, bruh. Them same ones will come behind you. And you end up looking like, I, I thought you had me. I thought, thought we were down like four flat tires. Start a church. Today we'd call, we'd call them haters. But in the Bible, they're simply called enemies. Can I tell you, you're going to have two things guaranteed on your way to your right place. Two things guaranteed. You're, you're going to have some haters, but you're also going to have some help. Y- yes, you start seeing your haters Hit the scene. Can I tell you, before your haters are identified, your help is already in the right place. Uh, In the case of Israel, uh, their spot, their right place, it was the promised land. God had promised to bless them not just when they got there, but God had promised to bless them on their way there. Look at the help. Exodus chapter 23, verse 23. I like what it says here in Exodus 23, 23. For my angel, this is God talking, will go before you and bring you, pay attention now, to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Okay, y'all missed that one because... Anytime you see an ite in the Bible, it's an enemy. All right? So maybe y'all can't say some of these words, but y'all get that last part, I-T-E. Y'all get that part. So, so, so you ain't got to go to seminary. You ain't got to have a GED. You know that, that, that they have a whole bunch of enemies. All right, but look at why they have the enemies. God says at the top of the verse... For my angel will go before you and bring you to your haters. <laughs> Wait a minute, God, I, I, I thought you loved me. I thought I, th- I thought I was your boy. I thought I was your blessed and highly I, your favorite one. And, and God says that I am going to lead you to. All your haters, all your enemies. Some of y'all don't know when to shout. Just read read the last six words of verse number 23. At the top of 23, he says, I'm going to take you to them. 
but 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 y'all 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 count backwards six words come on let's read this one together and i will cut them Ooh, uh, god will bring you to them but god will cut them off uh, uh. now who said this god said this this wasn't no prophet speaking you know this 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 wasn't this this wasn't you know nobody who had had a burrito the night before you know a little gassy on their stomach this is god speaking and if god said it i believe it that settles it before you have haters you have talk to me somebody and if I know I've got help, I can stand flat-footed and bold in front of all my haters. I feel somebody's backbone strengthening up. I feel somebody getting, getting, a, getting a, a straightening in the spirit because it doesn't matter who you're facing. If God has brought you to them, I, I got some help. I, 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 I can't see my help, but I can feel my help. I, I don't I don't know who's gonna help me get to where I'm going, but my help know the help I need and will send help because he's my helper. I, I don't have to worry about tomorrow when I look at that boss. I ain't gotta be walking all down. Yes, sir, no, sir. I don't know. But I got some help. Somebody shout, I got some help. I got some help. I got IRS problems, you got some help. Marital problems, you got some help. Work problems, you got some help. Kids acting all crazy, you got some help. Bills, you got some help. More month than money, you got some help. More days than dollars, you got, you got some help. You might have haters, but you've got You've got some help. Now watch this. Watch this. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. Everybody all right? Everybody all right? Okay. All right. We're going somewhere. Um, get this. Don't wait to start experiencing the blessing upon arrival. Um, I went to University of Georgia for my undergraduate degree. And I graduated in less than three years. Wait for you clap. It's not because I'm smart. I'm a hard worker. My daughter is smart. My son is smart. I'm a hard worker. Uh, I, I remember on my, on my trek to get out of school, uh, I'm taking all these classes, um, my, my dad told me, he said, no, th th third them? Uh, are you show son? I'm Jasper the third. And dad calls me third them. You, 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 you going to be all right, son? You, you, you going to be? I want you to enjoy yourself some. <laughs> you, you know, you, you ain't going to be in college for, 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 for the rest of your life. You, you, need to, you need to enjoy yourself some. See, what dad was telling me was that it ain't all about the books. He was telling me, live a little. <laughs> Enjoy the fact that you ain't got to worry about who's going to pay your tuition. 
enjoy the fact I'm paying your car note. Enjoy the fact that I send you allowance every week. And if you need more, all you got to do is that. Dad was telling me, enjoy my blessings on the way to graduation. Oh, I wish I had a witness. And what God wants you to do on your way to your place is enjoy your blessing. You might have a hater you're going to meet tomorrow, but enjoy your fried fish tonight at dinner. Enjoy some of that stuff you got on TiVo. They're going to be there tomorrow, but the same way you got haters tomorrow, you got some help before you get there. I hear you. I hear you. I hear somebody saying, but, but, but pastor, I don't know. I don't know about that. Look, if you need some proof, you go back and chronicle it yourself. But on their way to that right place, um, they didn't have, they didn't have a Publix or a Kroger on, on the way. And they didn't know how they were going to eat. So God said, I'll just give you bread from heaven. Every morning you wake up, bread and quail. And every night you go to bed, you got manna and, and, uh, you got manna and, and, and quail. You, you, got, you got sandwiches the whole way. You got something to eat. You got something to eat. Hadn't been manna from heaven since God catered up a special recipe and fed his children on their way to the right place. They ate. God says, okay, now y'all going to get over there to that bitter water. But you know what? Since you got some help, I'm going to make it sweet water. God has a way of turning some bitter stuff into some sweet stuff all right you're gonna need some protection Moses as you're leading it's gonna be a faction of folk that rise up and talk against you don't like the fact that I'm walking with you but that's all right I'm just gonna let the ground open up I'm gonna take care of 13,000 haters that are in your camp in one day on their way to their place they were experiencing the blessing of God I didn't even start talking about the text. That's, I'm still actually in the introduction. Um, to isolate this is not to receive the fullness of the text. I hope, you go, I hope you go and study this when you get home. They are on their way, but this text starts where we're looking at today, the end of Numbers chapter 21, but it continues through the entirety of Numbers chapter 24. Go with me, if you would, please, to Numbers chapter 21. Let's just, let's just take a look at what the text has to say. Numbers chapter 21. I'm in verse number 21. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, saying, let me pass through your land. Okay, let me pause here. Israel, you know, the, the, the chief guy, you know, he, he's the big guy. All right, and so um, he, he sends out a message. He got all these Israelites. Probably they've gone to now. Most folks say it's about three million that came out of, out of Israel. It's more than that now. He sends a message to the king of the Amorites. Oh, I just saw something else. He sends a message to the king of the Amorites. He says, you know, we're on our way to a place we pilgrims in this tedious valley that's what the old folks say you and I know it's tedious but my grandmama say tedious we pilgrims this this tedious valley all we need to do 
Y'all can just give us permission to walk through your land. Verse 22, Israel, this is what the note read. Israel says, let me pass through your land. Tell you what, we ain't going to do nothing. We ain't going to turn aside into the fields. In other words, we ain't going to eat your food. We ain't going to drink your wine. We ain't going to drink from your water wells. We will go by the king's highway until we've passed through your territory. That's what, that's what he's asking for. But Sihon, this butthole, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this, this cantankerous king. Sihon would not allow Israel to pass through his territory. So Sihon gathered all his people together and went out against Israel in the wilderness. And he came to Jahaz and fought against Israel. Wait a minute, hold on. You know, when you talk about, when you talk, remember growing up playing the dozens? You know, what, what's the worst thing to do? Talk about your mama. You can talk about anything you want to talk about. But don't talk about my mama. The, the, way, the, the way Sihon is acting, it's like Israel said his mama stepped on the stairs and she was so fat. It said to be continued. I mean, it's, it's like Israel. Some of y'all are slow. I mean, some of y'all are real slow. It's like Israel talking about his mama. The man done posse it up. He done got folk to go along with him. Look, 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 look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says in verse 23. So he gathered all his folk. All Israel asked for, can we just walk through? We ain't going to eat your food. We ain't going to drink your wine. We ain't going to drink your water. We ain't going to look to the right or the left. We're going to go by the king's highway. All we do is trying to get through. And they go and get this man. He gets all everybody touch your neighbor and say but don't mess with me don't mess with me don't mess with me touch your neighbor and say they better not they better leave me alone they better leave me alone because after 23 there's a 24 24 says then Israel defeated him with the edge of the sword They done kicked their behinds and said, you know what? Since you done made me sweat, I'm going to take all your possessions from Arnon to the Jabbok as far as the people of Ammon. For the border of the people of Ammon was fortified. We're going to take your fortified city. All I ask you to do, God, don't let me walk through the here. You done, you done made me mad. You done made me mad. So now I got to kick your behind and take your lunch money. Somebody here knows you can't mess with a child of God. When God's hand is on you, haters better leave you alone. I tell you what I want you to do. Next time you encounter a hater, say, I wish you would. I, I wish you would. I wish you would. I wish you would. I ain't ask you for much. I just ask you for a, uh, a paper clip. I wish you would. Come start talking about you're going to file a report on me. I would because I got a verse 24. 
helping anybody? Am I preaching to anybody? Because before you get haters, you got some help. Okay, so there's the introduction. All right, so here's his here's next part. Here's the next part. I, I wish I could get into it. But the word was bringing success. Church folk don't know when shall. Okay. But the word was bringing success. Some of y'all think I'm talking about the word in Exodus 23, 23. Where God says, my angel will lead you to all these enemies and then I'm going to cut them off. That's the reinforced word. That wasn't the first word. That wasn't the primary word. If God is tied to anything, he's tied to his word. And, and 500 years earlier, God had entered into a blood covenant with Abraham. He, he had made a promise to Abraham. Genesis chapter 13, verse number 14. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot is separated from, from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. I want you to look north. I want you to look to the south. Look east and west for all the land which, I, which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. In chapter 12, he had just said, I got a promised land. In chapter 13, he shows it to him. But 500 years later, they're still not in their spot. But the word didn't have an expiration date on it. God said it. And so now he gets, he gets them in to a jail. I just want to pass through. They're going to. Get all their folk. Then the word kick in. At the end of verse 23 and before verse 24. Then we see the results. In, chat, in verse 24. At the end, go, 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 go back. Go back. Go back. Go back to uh, what was that scripture I just gave you? Uh, um, no, Numbers, Numbers 21. Uh, go back to Numbers 21. Uh, verse 23. Uh, verse 23. Numbers 21, verse 23. Okay, but Sihon would not allow the people to pass through the territory, so Sihon gathered all the people and went out against Israel in the wilderness, so he came to Jehaz and fought Israel. Verse 24, then Israel defeated them with a sword. Okay, verse 23, they fought against Israel, but then verse 24, then, then Israel defeated him. I, I, see, I see a storyline between the period in verse 23. And in front of the little two of 24. In that space, a whole lot is being said. I, I'm going, I'm going, I, I know I ain't supposed to do this, but uh, let me just, just for the purpose. I'm going, I'm going to read to you what happened after the period and before the two. And the word went to work. <laughs> oh. 
It's 90 some degrees outside. Y'all making me work too hard. Y'all know I'm a big bone. Y'all making me work too hard. In places that you can't see, the word is working. Ah! I'm going to make myself happy. I'm going to give myself a love offering. Oh, that's so good. The word was bringing success. See, a lot of y'all don't realize that when you're killing your ites, your Amorites, Jebusites, Hittites, I don't know ites, when y'all killing all them other ites, you thinking it's you. Tell me, I, I got this. Child, let me tell you. When he said, I told him, touch not thine anointed. And then what you say? Then I said, Jesus wept. <laughs> and just be putting scriptures together. Don't make no sense. There's no continuity. You just be quoting it wrong. <laughs> you think it's you. But it's the word that's at work. The word was bringing success. But the word was spreading. Okay. All right. So the word of God was working on their behalf. But the word about what the word was doing, like what's the word on the streets? The word was spreading. There was this, there were these supernatural victories that started happening. We just looked at the Amorites, what, what happened there, um, because they were winning and ain't never been to military school. These are recently freed slaves. They just got finished making some bricks without straw. They weren't on no gun course. They didn't have no rifles. They weren't sharpening no switchblade. But they were still winning. Can I just tell you that when God is your help, your haters can't stand a chance. Even if you don't know how you're going to win. There's a supernatural defeat of the Amorites. And then um, the OG showed up. That was his name, Og. His name really was Og, king of Bashan, the OG. So Israel put the whipping on them too. Then we get to Numbers chapter 22. Verse number six. Uh, therefore, please come at once. Curse this people for me. 
for they are too mighty for me. Okay, so let me, let me pause, put a pin here. There's this, there's this guy named Balak. He's a king too. He goes and hires a wicked prophet that hears from God. His name was Balaam. Balak hears about the word that's spreading. And he realizes that Og, the king of Bashan, the Amorite king, Sihon, that they took it to Israel in the natural. When Israel sent the word to King Sihon, can we just walk through your land? Bible next says, they gathered up everybody. He got all his folk. They put their dukes up. OG, all king of Bashan, he fights. So now we got Balak, who's a king, and he goes, they got their spears and lost. They got their weapons, their spears, and they lost. Let me take the battle out of the natural. Because what's happening, these victories are supernatural. So I need to fight on a different level. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm ready for that one too. I'm ready for that one too. I'm ready for that one too. So, so here comes this evil king. And he goes and gets Balaam. He says, Balaam, uh, please come at once. Curse these people for me. For they're too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed. And whom you curse is cursed. King of Moab, uh, this is Balak. He hears about the Israelites' conquest. He can tell that they're not just some average group. So as he's sitting in his situation room, comes up with this plan. Verse number two. Back up to verse number two. Now Balak, the son of Zippor, saw that all Israel, all of what Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab, this king, was exceedingly afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was sick with dread because of the children of Israel. Can I just tell you that the Israelites hadn't even showed up in Moab. But since the word was spreading, King Balak started getting the bubble guts. All of his folk get nervous. That's what the Bible says. They, they, all, they all get afraid. And Balak, I'd imagine, he starts saying, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Okay, all right, I'll tell you what. I heard about this wicked, twisted prophet. I got to take the battle, or else I'm going to be number three to lose, to the supernatural realm. 
And, and then, and then, watch this. You can tell that Balak had heard about the reputation of God's children. Because Balak quotes to Balaam what God had said to Abraham. Balak tells Balaam, whoever curses them will be cursed. And whoever blesses them will be blessed. Can I just tell you that folk know some stuff about you that you ain't even had to say. So you, you've been sitting in your office uh, tripping. You've been, well, I'm going to make it. I don't know what God, I don't know God, Father, Father, name of Jesus. You ain't got the gift yet, so you just, or you go old school, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But there's a message that's already been sent out about you and folk trying to figure out how they going to deal with your anointing. They're they, they trying to figure out how you're walking in so much purpose. How you just got here. But, but you're you the favored one. And Balak, verse 2, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. Moab was exceedingly afraid of the people because they were many, and Moab was sick with dread. Because of the children of Israel, here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a shout point. Everybody else had a land. The Israelites were on their way. Everybody else had a place to call home. Where they could grow. Plant their crops. Harvest the fields. Set up government. But Israel don't have one yet. They're still on their way. But they're still increasing. I, I wish I had somebody. I, I wish I had somebody. When God and you're on purpose, and God has purpose for you, you can still increase before you get to your permanent place. I wish I had time to testify, but the clock is against me. I'm in Exodus chapter 23, verse 27. Exodus 23, verse 27. All right, now we just read that Balak... Got the bubble guts. He's nervous. All the Moabites, Bible says they sick with dread. Look, 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 look that the word is still working. Verse 23, uh, verse 27, Exodus 23. God says, I'll send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come. And will make all your enemies... Turn their backs to you. The reason why Balak was nervous and his people were nervous 
is because God had already established a word. So everybody talking about your stomach hurt? My stomach hurt. You, I, I don't, I, I got to go to the bathroom. Mm, it's striking fear in them. Mm. Did we drink some water from, mm, oh. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ah. Mm. Oh. I, I, we supposed to be getting ready to fight. I, I got to. Mm. I need to, I'll be right, I'll be right, I'll be right back. Why was it happening? Because God had said, everybody come against you, I'm going to strike fear in them. Where do you feel fear? In your gut. Y'all been thinking I'm tripping. I'm just being colorful. (laughs) Balaam, I'm I'm, I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Let me hurry up. Um, Balak changes how he was fighting. He took to where they were having spiritual success. He engages a prophet, a wicked prophet. But Balaam was smart enough to know that he couldn't, that he couldn't say, um, what he was being told to say. All right, so I, I, can't, I can't go there that much, but um, Balak said, okay, I need a prophet for hire. I, I, need, I don't need him to bless me, but I need him to curse them. Balaam wasn't so far gone, this evil prophet, this wicked prophet. He was just money hungry. So, Balak sends word to Balaam, look, I got a job for you. He's like a mercenary prophet. I'll pay you to curse God's people. Balaam said, well, how much you, how much you give me? What I got to say? What you, I mean, what you, I'll take the meeting. But he puts a caveat on it. He says, I can't say what God doesn't let me say. But how much you say you're going to pay me? Maybe, maybe we can negotiate. Pastor, why do you, you say he was wicked? Well, Numbers 22, verse 7. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the diviner's fee. Y'all remember when you used to call Cleo on that 900 number? But she'd be tearing up your phone bill. That's called a diviner's fee. Up late at night, watching TV, and then the infomercials come on. Just call the Hollywood psychics for an accurate word. Your, your, per, your first reading is free. You get your phone, but you're like, God, no, wait, but I thought you said it was free. That's called a diviner's fee. So here they come 
money in their hand, and they came to Balaam, verse 7, and spoke to him the words of Balaam. Okay, so this is what we will pay you. Any true prophet, God knew not to let me live in then. I've been cussing. Oh, what? No, no, no. Oh, you think I? I think there's an appropriate time to use other tongues. You want me to curse God's people? You trying to hire me? There's an appropriate time to use other tongues. Look at what it says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 14. You know what? That's going to be the part of the sermon that they all start saying later on. It's appropriate for me to tell you, isn't it? I cancel that spirit in the name of Jesus. I take it back. <laughs> I'm in trouble. I'm in, uh, I'm in trouble. 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 14. Having eyes full of adultery and cannot cease from sin. Enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices. And our accursed children, they have forsaken the right way and gone astray. This is talking about the wicked prophets following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Verse 23, verse 23. Okay, All right, I got to wrap this up. I got to wrap this up. See, on your way to the right spot, you got haters, but you got help before you got haters. God is doing some stuff that you don't even realize he's up to. Numbers 23, uh, uh, verse number 19. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, or will he not do, or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Behold, I have, this Balaam talking, I have received a command to bless and he has blessed and I can't reverse it. All right, so Peter just told us that you're enticing unstable souls. Balaam, like the wages of unrighteousness, the same wicked prophet starts speaking truth. And he tells Balak, whoever he blesses shall be blessed. And whatever he says can't be reversed. I'm waiting for y'all to take it out of the Old Testament, past the New Testament, and let that come to your house. Ah, uh, uh, I'm gonna try it one more time. I'm gonna try it one more time. A wicked prophet looks at an evil king 
And he says, whoever God blesses, they're blessed. And I can't reverse it. Can I, can I tell you, I don't care. I feel God right here. I don't care who is coming against you. I don't care who wants your marriage to end. I don't care who's sitting around talking about you and even putting tea leaves and bearing underwear in the front yard and adding that extra ingredient in the spaghetti. God says, whoever I bless. All right, y'all don't know when to shout. It's some spiritual stuff that's working on your behalf. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. I, 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 I want just the folk that believe it. Shout, I'm blessed. I, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving sleeping pills out. I'm giving free sleeping pills out. You ain't got to worry about that thing no more. I, I, I don't care. I don't care who wants you to fail. I don't care who wants you not to succeed. Whatever and whoever God blesses. Ah. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Just, just sit down. Y'all, I'm over my time. Can, can I, can I, can I just, eh, oh, oh, okay, all right, all right, Numbers 23, 23, Numbers 23, 23, what it says, for there's no sorcery against Jacob, who's Jacob, Israel, who are we talking about, the Israelites, there is no sorcery, <laughs> no divination, it now must be said of Jacob and Israel, oh, what God has done. These are the sons of God. And, and, and the Bible says, sorcery don't work on them. I've got them covered. Divination won't work on them. I, I, I got them covered. Now, if you are a son of God, I want to tell you that God will cover you in certain situations so that the word of the witch won't work and all you got to do is look back and say oh what God has done do I have a witness in this place come on just look over your shoulder look over your shoulder and say oh what God has done oh oh what oh what God has done oh what God has done oh what God has done you tried it but it didn't work oh Oh, what God has done. Oh, what God has done. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. All right, okay. All right. Uh, few things. Few things. Few things. And I'm going to finish. It doesn't matter who tries to speak against you. It ain't going to work. You need to be taking notes. You need to be taking notes. That's the first thing. It doesn't matter who tries to speak against you. I'm going to use some good, bad English. It ain't going to work. All right, here's the second thing. What the devil meant for evil, God means it for good. 
All right, so there, there's a little part of the story. I got to come back to the wild. All right, so Balak doesn't just ask Balaam one time to curse them. Go back and read it yourself. He tries four different times. He keeps up in the ante. And every time, Balaam goes and tries to curse them, God take his, takes his tongue, takes control over his tongue, and Balaam ends up blessing the people of God. I don't have no Bible readers. I, I, I don't have nobody. Every time he gets ready to say, "In the I cur-, God said, I bless you. Whatever the devil meant for evil, God meant for your good. There are people that want to see you fail and want to see you go down. They start to give you money and say, you know, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just, I just feel like I ought to bless you. You know they don't mean you no good. Because, because God starts working. Am I talking to anybody? God starts working on a spiritual level in the supernatural realm. And the same jokers that, that are digging a ditch end, end, up, end up blessing you. Uh, I, I got to put some Bible on this one. Verse 11 of Numbers 23. Then Balak said to Balaam, what, you have, what have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies and look. You've blessed them bountifully. <laughs> if I had more time, I'd tell you, just grab your neighbor by the hand, look at your neighbor in your eye. If I had time, I'd tell you to just tell them, neighbor, the next time my enemy says something wrong, God will take what they're about to say and use it for my good. And bless me bountifully. Ah. Keep on talking. Keep on talking. Keep keep on talking. Keep on. Keep on. Just say what you want. Say what you want. I'm Teflon done. Curses don't stick to me. Divination don't wreck on me. Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. Some of the attacks coming against you, you'll never see. Some of the attacks coming against you, you'll never see it. Please go and and test me. Uh, Please, please go and get in your Bible. Get in your Bible. The Israelites never knew that Balaam had been hired. This deal was being done in the back room. But the Israelites start seeing their increase and didn't know the fight that had been going on and that even when they got haters 
that God fights on the natural level and the supernatural level and takes everything meant for your evil, turn it around, use it for your good. You're like, where all this coming from? I don't know how I got this. This much money ain't supposed to be in the bank. Look at what folk are doing. Am I making sense? Some of the fights that are happening to you, you'll never see it. This is a clear picture of a weapon being formed, but not working. Okay. They don't know Bible. Put up Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Isaiah 54, 17, it says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, see, see, it doesn't say it won't form. It says it won't work. So Balaam was forming something. He was putting some stuff together. He was concocting a plan. I stopped by to tell somebody that you got some haters that are putting your demise together. They're planning your failure. They're forming some stuff. But that's not how the verse ends. You might form it, but it ain't going to work. You've been walking the flow for nothing. You've been crying over the wrong heifer. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 sh I shouldn't have. You, you, you've been Facebooking back and ain't even got to. The Bible says it'll form, but it won't work. You might recognize them, but they can't do nothing to you. I'm finished. I done kept y'all too long. Huh? Stand on your feet. Playing. I'm playing. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. Finish. Finish. There, there was. There, there, there was this. There was this. Uh, there was this preacher that had moved into this town. And when he moved into the town, uh, the mafia was already set up there. Uh, they had set up prostitution rings. Uh, they had the, the, the drug trade going on. And they had all, all the alcohol. They were running bootleg alcohol. And this preacher gets an assignment to go to a place. And the preacher shows up to a place. And unlike a lot of folks that say that they call the priest, they need a church, a pulpit uh, to preach, the preacher just start preaching on the, on the street corner. He, he's, he, start, he start giving the word of the Lord. And before you knew it, prostitutes were getting saved. Uh, drug users were, were getting saved. Alcoholics were starting to get saved. 
uh, molesters and child child molesters and and, and and folk that were beating their wife, they were starting to get saved. And, and, and you, you you know what happened when, when you start messing with folks' money, you know, and mess up the deposit. So so the, the, the big man, the, the man over the mafia, he started looking at his numbers and seeing it was down. And he called in one of his one of his lieutenants. He said, What in the world's going on? Where my money at? He said, Sir, I just want to tell you that there's a new preacher in town. And the preacher keeps preaching about Jesus. Big Mafia man said, no, we can't have that. I tell you what, I'm going to put a hit out on him. We're going to get rid of this because I need my prostitutes back working. I need my drug money back. I need, my, I need, my, I need my, my alcohol money back. So he puts a hit out on the preacher. Uh, the hit man starts following the preacher. And the preacher one day, he, he gets ready to, to, to get to his house. And when he gets to his house, the hit man has his sight set on him. And then, and then the preacher goes on in the house. Uh, the next day, the preacher comes back out and he gets ready to go to the post office. And on his way to go to the post office, the hit man is watching him and he sets his sight on him. But then the preacher gets away. And so, and so he, he, he then he then gets ready to go to church. And on his way to church to preach again, uh, the, the hit man gets ready to take him out before he gets to church. And he puts his sights on him, but the preacher ends up preaching. Uh, uh, in the middle of the church service, in the middle of the church service, this, this, this hit man starts walking down the aisle with tears in his eyes. He's got a bag in this hand, and he got a bag in this hand. The preacher says, we ain't never seen you before. And so the hit man falls down at the altar and throws all this money down. Preacher said, what, what in the world is this? The hit man said, I was hired to take you out. The other night, I had you in my sights. And just as I was about to pull the trigger, somebody stepped in front of you. You remember when you were on your way to the post office? I knew I had you then. And just as I was about to pull the trigger, somebody stepped in front of you. And on your way to church this morning, it was my last chance. I was going to take you out. And somebody stepped in front of you. Preacher said, preacher said, I don't know what you're talking about because I came to town by myself. But I do know I got some angels. I got some angels watching over me all night and then all day. I got some angels watching over me. I stopped by to tell somebody. When the devil wants to take you out, God will let somebody. Ah, 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 you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You, you're going to make it to your right place. Because you got God on your side. Come on, let's give God a hand of praise. I, I, I want you to just praise God, not for what did happen, but I want you to thank God for what you don't know didn't happen. The car wreck that didn't happen. 
the layoff that didn't happen the cancer that didn't happen the haters that didn't happen somebody ought to praise God because you own your way to the right place do I have a witness here is there anybody here on your way to the right place listen 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 hold, hold on wait 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 um what what song kill the track what song what song were y'all singing during the worship time great and mighty hmm? the, uh, okay how does it go great and mighty mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Play the right key. Hallelujah. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. You have won a victory. Yep. Turn his mic up. Death.
people of God are supposed to live with an advantage. Here's an interesting thing. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 and 2. Don't put it up. But God, it's a different time. Children of Israel start living waywardly. Believe it or not, even after Balaam ended up blessing them, they start co-mingling with other folk and mixing and bowing their knees to other gods. But in Isaiah 43, God makes them a promise that even in your wrong, I'll still be with you. I'll, I'll hold back the blessing. I'm not going to bless you. I'm not going to bless you because you ain't living right. But even in your wrong, I won't leave you. I'll hold up what you should have. But I'll never leave you. And I won't forsake you. In other words, God says, I ain't going to turn my back on you even if you turn your back on me. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Romans 12 talks about being engrafted into the blessing. We, we, we become a part. It's like naturally meshing together to all the blessings that God has promised. We're supposed to live at a disadvantage, at an advantage, excuse me, over the enemy because we're his. You're supposed to grow and don't have a land. Fights are supposed to be easy when you're walking with God. All your haters are supposed to be handled. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, if heaven is not your home, I want you to run down here. If you're not saved,